ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, Working Smarter and Harder. Again, I am your host, uh, Jonathan Rogers. Uh, today we're going over uh, another sport. We're branching out a little bit, starting to do a little bit of research, um, and this is something that I hope can definitely benefit uh, some of you out there who are already doing the sport, um, and for those of you that aren't and maybe looking to get into a sport, hopefully this will give you some good incentive to do so. Uh, otherwise, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into our mindset. Uh, we've got both are from Marcus Aurelius today. We are discussing the topic of being self-centered or being more um, focused on yourself. Uh, the first one is get busy with life's purposes, toss aside empty hopes, and get active in your own rescue. Uh, second one is also from Marcus Aurelius. And it says, settle on the type of person that you want to be and stick to it, whether alone or in company. Those are our two pieces for today, mindset-wise. We're going to come back to those here in a little bit, uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump right into our topic for today, which is going to be on biking or cycling. Um, there are, especially in the area where I live here in Colorado, there is a lot of um, there's a lot of this sport. It is very, very prevalent. Um, I think that if you had a dollar for every time that you would see a bike on a car or you'd see somebody on a bike, um, you would probably be rich by the end of the day if you took a 30-minute drive. Um, that is just, it's kind of part of the culture up here. There is a lot of very famous areas around here to bike, um, especially nearby where I live. Um, and especially with a lot of people that I work with and a lot of the people that I know, it's just a very, very popular activity. Um, and for good reason, uh, there is definitely something to be said for this activity. And we're going to look at a couple of those different things today. Um, first things first, I kind of want to talk about why biking in the first place. Like, why is this something that you, if you are not somebody who is biking or cycling, why would I even want to get to this in the first place? Um, and previously I mentioned that if you were not currently active and you were looking for an activity to start doing, um, this is one that I would recommend. Uh, and here's a couple of reasons why. Um, first and foremost is that, um, there is not really a... There's not a huge barrier to entry for this sport. Um, you don't have to take a long period of time to actually um, start to enjoy this. You can start to enjoy it right away. Um, and it's irregardless of your um, body composition or your fitness background. Um, this is something that typically uh, everybody can enjoy to a certain extent. Um, and it can it actually only gets better as you go. Uh, one of the ones that I wanted to point out as well is that mountain biking is one of those, ex one of those sports where we see a lot of positive psychology that comes out of it. Um, there's been numerous studies performed um, that correlate positive psychology um, specifically with bicycling. Um, some actually related it to a form of adventure, which is something that, especially here in the um, in first world countries and in the modern world, we don't experience very often. We see a lot of um, movies and television about it, but uh, we don't often get to experience it for ourselves. Um, so this is one activity that often has been correlated with that feeling of adventure and kind of exploration, um, especially because you were kind of in the middle of wildlife as you were doing it. Um, and uh, one of the articles that I was pointing at uh, specifically uh, found that Cycling is often correlated with something called a peak experience. And I'm going to read to you what that is right now. Uh, defining characteristic of the peak experience is renewal of self and a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in life. This intensification of self is often characterized by increased self-confidence, discovery of internal strength, personal growth in attitudes and feelings, a general sensation of learning more about yourself, increased ability to believe in yourself and an overall feeling of rejuvenation and acceleration, even when physically exhausted. The experience often works to crystallize and center your sense of self due to the necessity of extreme focus. 
So last episode, we had talked a lot about flow and we talked about the importance of flow and how that can optimize our experience. Bicycling and mountain biking and even road cycling are a couple of those activities that can stimulate flow very, very well. And we see a lot of positive mental correlation with this. Um, and as like I mentioned before, this is a great sport to get into if you are not incredibly active, but you're still looking for a way to start getting active and you maybe are a little bit more curious about that flow state and you would like to experience it for yourself. Um, this is a great way to do that. Um, if you guys want to learn a little bit more about flow and a little bit more about what that looks like in relation to activity, um, you can go ahead and check out our last episode on flow and go a little bit more into that. Um, but uh, coming back to this one, um, that's kind of one of my biggest parts of this is that bicycling and cycling in general create um, these really, really cool and very unique uh, mental atmospheres for us whenever we're participating in those activities um, that you typically can't get uh, while participating in other activities. Um, now, that's not to say that this is for everybody. Um, there is, um, uh, there are some people that I know that typically do experience a little bit of anxiety and a little bit more of fear with um, the amount of speed that is often experienced um, with biking. It is a faster sport, which is again why we can experience flow um, when we're doing it. But um, there is a little bit of there's, there's, there's some risk involved with the sport as with any sport, but I think that in order for us to achieve a greater self that there's going to be a small amount of risk that needs to be made regardless of, um, uh, regardless of our fear or anxiety and those things need to be overcome. Um, so there are a lot of positives when it comes to biking and cycling uh, specifically. Uh, there are um, two different kinds of biking and cycling. When I say that, cycling, road cycling is more um, on flat surfaces for much greater distances uh, typically. So we think about like the Tour de France uh, or we think about um, like triathlons. We're looking at very, very long endurance events where we are working for a very long period of time um, and more of a planar, more of a less dynamic typically less dynamic surface, um, whereas mountain biking is something that's more common here in my region, which is where you have a lot of very, very dynamic uh, terrain that you typically have to deal with, and you have a different set of bike and tools and all kinds of things that are suited to um, uh, generate uh, or to, to handle that sort of terrain. Um, and it just create, it comes with a whole different set of challenges. Um, there's a lot of differences, obviously, between riding on pavement and then riding on a uh, trail that's been... Um, simply ridden by other people uh, to identify where it's at. So there's a lot of differences there that can come into play as well, a lot more dynamicness there. But I, again, I, I think that that really does help to generate that sense of exploration um, and that sense of adventure when we start looking at those things. Okay, so when we start looking at this from a more experienced perspective, um, this is not something that I have a terrific amount of experience in. Um, to be fair, I have been riding a bike for a very long time since I was a kid, um, but not so extensively as of late as I definitely have started focusing more towards strength training and more towards um, uh, kind of the CrossFit spectrum. I have kind of veered away from cycling, especially for longer events. Um, I kind of ride casually, more recreationally now. Um, however, I do spend a lot of time with people who do cycle, um, and I have done a good bit of research on the topic itself. Um, but I would encourage you guys, as always, to not take my word for it uh, personally. I would recommend that you go and try it for yourself and that you also do some research on your own. Um, and please feel free to read the articles that I will share here. Um, but this is just from my experience, and this is kind of the with the people that I have spent time with and the people that I've worked with, um, and then a little bit of my own experience as well on top of it. Um, however, uh, 
when we start looking at cycling, there are a lot in biking in general. I apologize. I'm going to kind of use those interchangeably. Um, I know that they are different. Um, I, when we start looking at um, this for maybe, like I said, more of an intermediate population, somebody who or people that have been doing it a little bit more, um, I do have a couple of suggestions or maybe some recommendations or some things that maybe you can try um, or maybe just a little bit of research about the sport that maybe you weren't aware of. Um, so one of the ones that I wanted to point out was going to be the uh, use of clips. Um, now clips on bikes are going to be, they're, they're a small metal insert that you can attach to the pedal itself. Um, and there's a special type of footwear that you can purchase that is going to allow you to hook into those. Um, and for more intermediate to maybe more master cyclists are definitely using these already. Um, but you may not exactly know why. Um, and I'm a little bit keen and curious to share this with you because this was actually a project that I had researched myself this last semester. Um, with a group, we had pulled a subject and we had done some research on how cycling and um, uh, clips are related. And so I wanted to share a little bit of that with you guys as well, because I thought that it was kind of nice that from a collegiate perspective, I actually had done some research that I could apply to real life. Um, and what we had found was that um, we, we were mostly looking at muscular activation in relation to um, how the clips were utilized. And what we had identified was that when the clips are used, um, the muscles in your legs and the, in the front part of your leg um, and the quadriceps primarily, the one that you can see, um, is typically working much harder when you are using clips or any kind of strap to keep your foot uh, held into place. Um, and this is understandable as we start to look and identify at the motion that the foot is actually going to go through, through a full pedal cycle. Um, and it makes sense that in the return to the the top or the, the peak of the push with the leg, um, when you have a clip in, inserted, you can actually pull with the quad or with the front of the leg up to that top portion instead of having to push so much with the hamstring on the lower portion. And that was the data that we had found. And there's a graph that I uh, have, and I can uh, include that study in here as well and let you guys take a look at that. Um, but we had found that there was a much greater um, quadricep activation when we use clips. Uh, so it definitely has much more of a performance uh, additive or much more of a performance benefit for people who are looking to uh, perform in the sport and do any kind of racing or any kind of uh, uh, maybe climbing event or anything else like that. There's definitely a speed and a power advantage there. Um, and what we had identified and maybe would recommend for people is if you're looking for more of a full body workout and maybe you're not as keen or maybe not as familiar with uh, with biking and cycling in general that maybe be better to not have clips right away or if there are clips to try and not utilize them um, first and foremost maybe just for safety purposes um, as people do crash sometimes when the pedals are attached to the feet it does make the landings a little bit more trepidatious um, or dangerous um, but uh, secondly, it, it is not as necessary for somebody who is cycling at a lower intensity. So if you're just going for a casual ride around the block or you're biking to work or you're going to a friend's house or something like that or you're just taking a short ride by yourself, um, there is definitely maybe less of a need for it, especially if you're looking for more of a whole leg workout. As from our study, we identified that the, uh, the entire leg was working much, much more uh, when we were not utilizing clips versus when we were. Um, 
So just want to share a little bit of that with you guys as well, just for those of you that maybe weren't aware of the uh, positive effects or ne potentially negative effects of using clips. Um, that was something that we had actually researched and found out, so I wanted to share that guys with you a little bit. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about for people who are maybe a little bit more intermediate to maybe a little bit more, uh, especially mastering within this sport, is I want to share a little bit of my experience with how positive, how, how strength training can have a positive impact on uh, cycling in general. Uh, now, I, I I had been curious about this because I had been I had been doing some programming for some coworkers of mine, and a lot of them are doing biking. And they were looking to improve, one of them in particular was looking to improve performance with cycling. And so I was really curious about this, and I, that's part of the reason why I'm going over this this evening and kind of discussing this topic in general, was I wanted to kind of dive into this a little bit more and figure out how, how could the, the things that I understand, the, the part of training that I get, how can I relate that to cycling? And so... Um, what I had found was that uh, one person that I do train at our gym that I'm a coach for, I had asked her because she actually bikes a lot more than she crossfits, but she does come in probably two to three, maybe even four times a week just to do the weight training. Um, she doesn't do a lot of our weight training, but I, I was asking her, I said, what, what would you say is the positive impact of doing weight training or doing anything like CrossFit for riding? Um, and she said that it does definitely um, improve efficiency. It makes her less sore afterwards. Um, she typically uh, feels better and performs better on rides, she says. Um, biggest one that she, I thought was important was that she said she recovers better typically from events where she is uh, not so sore or not so uh, stiff the day after. Um, and that kind of correlates into the study that I had found that I wanted to share with you guys as well that goes over how strength training can actually have a positive impact on, um, on e economy and efficiency. Uh, and the study that I had found goes over this like so. Uh, the major finding of this study is that maximal strength training significantly improves cycling economy uh, or work efficiency in cycling and time to exhaustion at maximal aerobic power. These results are in close agreement with the intervention study by so-and-so using the same study design but for running. So this study was performed for cycling. Maximal strength training intervention improved cycling economy when expressed independent of body mass. So what we see here is that they had kind of done a combination. They had done a very basic and very normal strength training um, intervention for in the subjects in this group. And what they had found was that there was a positive correlation between the power output for these cyclists as well as an improvement in economy, which is where we kind of see that correlation between um, the utilization of energy in muscle tissue. And we see that utilization of oxygen consumption correlated with muscle tissue. Um, there, uh, so for those of you that are doing cycling and kind of doing um, a lot of biking in your in your free time, I would definitely recommend starting to um, pair up strength training with your cycling as it can definitely have a positive impact here. Again, like I said, this is not from my personal experience. This is from the people that I have worked with and from the research that I have done. And I want you guys to definitely go out and do your own research. And I want you to try this for yourself and see if there's a positive correlation between it. But from as far as I can tell, there is great evidence to support this. So I would encourage you to do so for sure. Now we're gonna flip it kind of like 180 degrees and I wanna look at the population that is not doing a lot of biking and cycling and I wanna talk about how it can be very efficient for you depending on where you're at. Um, and the first group that I want to identify is going to be a injured group or potentially a group with um, limitations when it comes to exercise. Now, one of the nice things about biking 
is that the advances that have been made in biking and in suspension are very, very impressive. Um, I have done a little bit of biking on an actual downhill mountain bike, and I can tell you right now that I have gone over rocks that are twice my size, and the suspension treated them as if they were uh, pebbles. Um, and that's the nice thing about a lot of bikes nowadays is that the suspension is so improved that biking has become a alternative uh, low impact sport. Now, when I talk about low impact, there is a very there there's a very important thing here that I want to identify, and I want to let you know the how impact typically affects us in everyday life. Um, impact is just the sheer amount of um, our body weight or other things on top of our body weight in correlation to our actual our bones and our muscles and our joints and everything else like that. Um, it is why we typically see uh, slipped discs. It's why we typically see um, like compression fractures. Not so much, but every once in a while, it's typically why we see um, injury in joints and ligaments and stuff like that. Um, especially when we have high impact. Um, and this is another thing that I had actually actively researched this previous semester. Um, we had taken force plates, which do measure force, um, which is what impact is immediately related to. And what we had found was as we started to identify um, impact was that even from something as simple as jumping up and down, you're applying almost three or four times your body weight to yourself and to your body when you land. So. The thing that I want to identify here that can be potentially very useful for people who are injured or people who have previous injuries is that biking can come into play here or cycling can come into play and provide you with a exercise alternative to maybe help you start working in a direction of getting healthier while also enjoying yourself. Cycling is a great way to go because of how low impact it is. Um, a lot of people will often refer to swimming as a uh, the ideal or the, or the uh, golden standard for low impact exercise, which is absolutely true as we're moving through a different type of um, uh, uh, different type of uh, chemical altogether that typically prevents us from experiencing a lot of our weight. Um, and uh, when we're looking at uh, cycling, there is a very low impact range of motion that's often associated with the pedaling of a bike, and then again with riding a bike in general because of the suspension that's been applied. Um, it does save a lot of the weight uh, and a lot of the uh, impact forces that we often experience when we're running or jumping or squatting or doing any kind of weightlifting. There's a lot of impact forces that typically will affect us in these situations. And cycling is one of the few ways that we can typically escape from those. So for those of you who are maybe injured and looking to get back into a sport and some kind of exercise, this is a excellent excellent alternative and I can speak for this also because anytime that I have somebody that comes in with any kind of a knee injury or they come in with any kind of uh, joint pain especially in the lower extremity typically what I will do is I will put them on a stationary bike for a short period of time to try and help to mobilize and try to help to add um, circulation to a certain area under low impact so they're not adding any weight to it it's simply just a movement and a uh, nice uh, low impact consistent movement over a period of time that can elicit a very excellent um, exercise uh, and uh, uh, health-related response while at the same time not putting that individual under great strain or under a great deal of impact. Um, and then uh, moving on to individuals who are maybe just doing a lot more strength training or maybe doing a lot more of um, 
uh, maybe like I am where you're doing a lot more CrossFit or you're doing a lot more of something else but you're looking to improve your cardiovascular fitness, cycling is a fantastic way to do it without being bored. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I am not a fantastic um, long endurance event athlete simply because of my attention span. That's probably one of the reasons why I love CrossFit so much is because of the speed and the intensity over a short period of time. However, there is so much benefit that can be found whenever we start looking at um, this and start adding it into our regular training because of uh, so many different things. And one of the ones I wanted to refer to is a study that was done and they had done some research and they had related it to high intensity interval training. And what they had found was that adding high intensity interval cycling to the routine of trained adults improved in physical fitness. Our results suggest that replacing one bout of moderate intensity exercise with two 30 minute bouts of cycling high intensity interval exercise or just high intensity is an effective, low-impact option to improve cardiovascular, metabolic, and musculoskeletal fitness, as well as body composition. So for those of us who are maybe looking to lose some weight and we're maybe just doing a lot of strength training or those of us who are looking to um, just improve our cardiovascular fitness in general, this is one of the fantastic and amazing ways to do this um, is just through cycling. Um, like I said, if you're looking for a nice uh, day off activity, maybe you are doing strength training on a regular basis and you need something to do on your day off, this is a fantastic way to get out into nature and get out into your local community and to get out and do something um, kind of explorative, go find something new, um, kind of enjoy some new scenery, um, and be able to simultaneously improve your fitness at the same time. Um, they do mention here that the uh, high intensity version of this is typically more beneficial, um, especially for those of us that are looking to compete. Um, there's a lot of high intensity exercise that is going to be have a positive correlate to um, uh, to competition. So I would recommend that if you are a competitive athlete and you're looking to improve in that regard, uh, we need to make sure that we're spending intense bouts of exercise on a bike. Um, but for potentially like an off day for somebody who maybe isn't as uh, uh, isn't as competitive, or even for somebody who is that is trying to just take a day off and do something low intensity, this is a fantastic way to do that because you have both options available. You can go as fast or as slow as you want and still get some benefit out of it, all while getting outdoors and and still staying active. So there is kind of my little rant on biking. Um, I, again, this is not as extensive just because of my limited experience here. Um, like I said, I have done some recreational cycling, but not over a consistent enough period of time where I have a lot of experience and I could really relate it to this. Um, it is definitely, it can be a very expensive sport. That is one thing that can be very uh, challenging about it, but it does not have to be. Um, if you are very passionate about it, there is value in investing in it. Um, but if you are not, and like I said, you're looking for more of a day off activity to kind of help keep you entertained and kind of uh, uh, help you maintain your fitness, then um, there is uh, relatively inexpensive options that are available as well. Um, so I do not want to discourage anybody from participating in the sport by simply not wanting to ride a bike. There is also uh, lots of different options for renting and whatnot um, if you are looking to just use it every once in a while. Um, but I would definitely recommend this as a activity for beginners and for people who are physically already trained as it can have very positive impacts, as I mentioned earlier, on improving cardiovascular, metabolic, and musculoskeletal fitness, as well as body composition. It is a huge amount of things that it can contribute to, as well as that psychological improvement that I mentioned before. Switching over a little bit to our mindset, I was talking about being self-centered before um, and kind of being um, 
being by yourself and uh, the ones that I have, the two quotes that I have, first is from Marcus Aurelius says, get busy with life's purposes, toss aside empty hopes and get active in your own rescue. Second one is going to be settle on the type of person that you want to be and stick to it, whether alone or in company. And something that I've been realizing more and more and more as I've been going through um, kind of my own personal training, kind of my own um, psychological training and mental training for myself lately is that there are going to be a lot of times where there is not going to be other people around to support you and encourage you and to give you the boost that you need when times are difficult or when there's a challenge facing you. A lot of the time we're going to face challenges alone. A lot of times we're going to have to make those really difficult decisions by ourselves and there's not going to be that external um, factor or that external person that is going to motivate us or add that additional um, uh, stimulation to do the right thing. So I think that there's definitely value in actually taking active sessions to be by yourself and make good decisions by yourself. Um, there are lots of opportunities that will come into you every single day where you are going to be forced to make these decisions whether good or bad for yourself. Um, one of the best examples that I can think of right off the bat is going to be, um, well, there's a couple of them that I can think of right off the bat. One of the ones that I first think of is getting up early in the morning. Um, there is a moment early in the morning, especially if it's for like recreational exercise, if it's not for work and it's not gonna pay your bills, there is a very large tug of war that happens first thing in the morning and that tug of war is between that comfort part of your brain and the discipline part of you and i know that we all struggle with this i definitely struggle with this as well this is something that i'm work working on doing but especially when it's early in the morning there will very rarely be somebody else to motivate you to stand there who is already awake and tell you to get up most of the time it's going to be an inner conflict and battle between you and your future self deciding who you want to be and I think that there is uh, a lot that, that's one of the one of the ones that we can bring some awareness to as there is so much strength that can be gained by getting up early in the morning and not choosing to continue to sleep um, the other one comes and it correlates with food as food is something that is so easily um, allowed I suppose and it's often like I said much more of a personal decision it is definitely a decision that you make alone most of the time um, whether it's that bowl of candy that sits in the corner of your office and you pass by it every single day and nobody's sitting there telling you don't eat that candy make sure that you keep your blood sugar low for today you've got dinner waiting at home there's not somebody sitting there with a sign that says go away this candy is not for you I mean that they, they want you to eat it I mean and you want to eat it too that's that's part of our that's part of our dopamine, it's part of our good feeling response. It comes from sugary, sweet, um, delicious things, which is why advertising for food is so effective is because they add a combination of that visual as well as the um, taking advantage of your good feeling receptors whenever you eat them, um, which is why they are so hard to ignore. But the problem is, is that when we look at fulfillment and satisfaction and overall improvement of our physical selves, those cannot be found in those situations and so we have to deny ourselves in those situations we have to determine strength for ourselves we have to have personal integrity not for anybody else unless you've made a promise to somebody but you're not going to eat those most of the time you have to have that integrity and you have to deny that self for the sake of your future and for the sake of your own goodness as marcus said get busy with life's purposes toss aside empty hopes and get active in your own 
rescue. The part of that that speaks to me so strongly is get active in your own rescue. You decide who's going to rescue you and it's going to be you. It's going to be you who's going to pull you out of that pit and out of that bad habit, out of those negative choices and decisions that you make every single day that drag, that drag you down. You get to decide how that story ends and you get to decide where you go. Get active in your own rescue. Thank you very much. Um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening to my rants a little bit, especially on the mentality end. I get a little bit fired up about that kind of stuff. Um, but it is because it is so crucial and because it's had such a positive impact on my life. I hope that you guys are getting something out of this podcast, that you guys are enjoying it. Um, I will hopefully, um, Lord willing, uh, with everything work coming into play, uh, we will have a guest next week with a buddy of mine um, who did a lot more of my training uh, along the lines of the powerlifting world. Um, he's definitely set some very impressive records uh, from my perspective and my personal experience, and hopefully we can get a little bit of a discussion with him. He has um, a degree in exercise science, uh, which is something that I am also pursuing. He has a lot of uh, very good knowledge and depth and wisdom to share, and so we will be delving into that next week, so you guys can look forward to that. Um, thank you guys again so much for listening. You can find uh, all of the uh, the um, articles are going to be listed below, um, and I encourage you guys again to read those and take a look at those. Uh, and then also, we are kind of breaking out and branching out into the summer season, and we are starting to uh, get into some warmer weather, which means that we are going to be changing clothes. We're starting to look at t-shirts. We're starting to look at tank tops. Um, we're kind of branching out of the hoodie and sweatpants season um, and grit has got you covered. They are doing all kinds of cool things with uh, color combinations. And again, I love them so much because they, they put something on their clothing that typically you don't see very often. It is kind of a, it is a mindset reminder for the people around you to show grit, to show determination. Um, you can find them on at gritcollective.com. Um, they We've got, like I said, got a lot of new colors coming out um, if they can get their suppliers to cooperate. Um, but I will share, I will leave that to them. Kind of want to spoil the surprise for you guys. I want you guys to look forward to that. Uh, I've got some really cool stuff coming up here very soon. Uh, but I want you guys to go ahead and go check them out. They've got a lot of cool and very awesome stuff uh, and supporting something that you can believe in. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Have a great rest of your night. Get active in your own rescue.